where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. In this episode of the Woman at the Well Ministries podcast, join Kim Miller and Erica Close in a conversation as we walk with Jesus. In today's conversation, we continue a series of podcasts on the topic of God's command to fear not. Today, we focus on God's blessings in the journey of life. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. I'm Kim Miller alongside Erica Close. And as she said, we're going to talk about the blessings for obedience. And uh, when we seek after peace, we get peace because peace comes from Jesus. And what a wonderful thing it is to know that peace isn't elusive. We know how to get peace as Christians. We absolutely do. Peace is um, something that really isn't... um, shouldn't be difficult to find. It comes when we ask. We are promised peace. We're promised peace in our storms. But we have to ask, right? And we have to be willing to follow. I think one of the things that I love so much about the passages that we're going to look at today, look at today is that they demonstrate that peace comes when we follow God. If we find ourselves in a storm that we have landed ourselves in because we've not been following God, We need to stop what we're doing and follow him, and therein we will find the peace. Absolutely. The Bible says in Isaiah 26, 3, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Amen. That's one of my favorite, favorite verses. All right, Erica, you take us on a scripture through the Old Testament, on a journey through the scriptures in Genesis, as we talk about the blessedness of obedience. All right, well, we're talking about a passage today, and I don't think it's probably one that's tremendously familiar um, to so many um, to many people, but um, it has uh, tremendous instruction in it for us. All right, so we're in Genesis chapter 26 and verse 24, and we read, And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Esek, because they strove with him. And they digged another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sitna. And he removed from thence and digged another well, 
for that they strove not, and he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And he went up from thence to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. And I love this passage because, you know, it's about Isaac, right? We, we talk about Abraham all the time and we talk about um, Abraham and with Isaac as a child. But, you know, here's Isaac. Um, Abraham has, has passed away and, you know, Isaac is now on his own journey of life, right? He's living his own life. And where he's living, um, he's near the people of Abimelech, who basically say, you know, you are so much mightier than we are that you need to, you need to move on. So Isaac has clearly had blessings in his life from the Lord. And Isaac realizes there, there isn't enough probably there for to sustain the blessings that he has. So he goes and he goes and he digs again a well of water in the same location that he knew there would be water. He's following what his father, his father Abraham had done. And he finds water. And the people that live there though get up really upset. And they're like, we, we live here now. And I'm certain that Isaac, you know, sought the Lord and the Lord said, move on. And the Lord gives them another task, right? So they go and they find another place that they thought there would be water. And the Lord blesses it and there's water. But again, the same people are saying, you know, this is, this is our space. So Isaac, I'm certain, is seeking the Lord. And he goes on to the next place. And he gets to the next place and he digs another well. And nobody was upset about it. And obviously they found water. And he names it Rehoboth. And Isaac says, the Lord has made room for us, right? The Lord has created a place and a space for Isaac and his people and his family. And Isaac declares, we shall be fruitful in the land. And then he went up to Beersheba. And when he went up to Beersheba, the Lord appears to him and confirms what Isaac knows to be true. And the Lord says to him, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Don't be, fear not. For I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. So this this passage, you know, we're talking today about the blessings of obedience and seeking peace. Isaac had to leave. And I'm certain that he sought the Lord as he left, right? He had to leave where he was. And he went to one place. And he received a blessing. There was water, but it wasn't his water. And he goes on. He receives a blessing, but again, it wasn't for him. But then he goes on to the third place and receives a huge blessing. And the Lord confirms that and lets him know. And, you know, I think if we look at this, we can see, you know, we can choose to see, you know, oh my goodness, he had to leave. And he had to leave that place and he dug a well and there was water, but he couldn't have it. And then he goes on and there's water. And he couldn't have it. But then he goes on again, and he goes to a place where there's water, and it's water that's just for him. And I think that, you know, so often in our lives, we have events, 
and things that we need to do and tasks that the Lord gives us and, and problems that sometimes arise. And I think that so often we just get so frustrated when something doesn't work right away, when we're not blessed in it right away, that we think this can't possibly have been God's plan. But that's not true. I think another thing that come to my mind as you were explaining this passage of Scripture to us was that the first thing we see sometimes that seems good, we grab it. Yep. When there oftentimes is a bigger yes. And I think this is a perfect example, right, of a bigger yes. Because he digs the well, and then there's a problem. And that wasn't, that water wasn't for him. Right, and he tells us the great things come to those who wait upon the Lord. Right, he was and, forced to wait. And I think we are impatient. Yes, we are. And had he been impatient in that situation, he would not have received the blessing that God really had for him. And you may like somebody else's blessing, but it'll never fit you as well as the one he has for you. Absolutely. I think it's interesting, you know, you know, like I said earlier, this is not a really familiar familiar passage, but you know, we read of the the places that the names that he gave to those wells, and each of those names meant something probably something not so great because the people that were living there were upset with him, you know, for, for getting the well and said, it's our water. So I'm certain that there are meanings to those names. But then we get to where he is supposed to be, and it's Rehoboth. And as we continue to read in the Old Testament, that's not the first time we see that place, right? It's a common place. It's a better place. And I think that, um, you know, it just shows us that, you know, God honors the obedience and he blesses the obedience and he has peace there because the issue is the first place that seemed good, he didn't have peace. If people are striving with him over the water and fighting with him over the water, that's not peaceful. He goes right, to the and second he says place. he will keep you in perfect peace like we spoke about in Isaiah. Right, so he was not, he didn't have peace at those other wells, though he had water, and what he needed was water to sustain his people and no doubt his, you know, animals and all that, but he didn't, he didn't have peace, though he had the physical thing he needed. But when he got to Rehoboth and dug the well there, he had peace, and the Lord confirms the peace you know, I find this so fascinating that uh, it brings to my mind Hebrews thirteen eight, which says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forevermore. And I think that we often gloss over things in the Old Testament, and you certainly did not. You, you gave us a, a very beautiful picture of what um, they are saying in Genesis to us, and it's still very relevant today. And that gives such credibility to the words of, of the Bible because they are forever true and forever relevant. The same God that walked with Isaac as he was seeking to dig a well, right, and finding a place to dig a well because his greatest need right there was water, right? Water was everything. That same God that walked with him is the same God that walks with me, right? And sometimes I get in a place, you know, and, and I think all of us ex have experienced this. We, we get in a place where we need to do some work and we do good work, but it's not where we're going to be forever. It's not the peace, the, the peace doesn't come with it. Or you can have peace for a 
moment, right? which is when you're in there for a season, and then you begin to get that unwrestled feeling, like you're just restless. Because the Lord lets us know. The Lord confirms the obedience with his peace. He confirms right. our obedience with his peace. I love, as you were talking about, you know, the bigger yes and the, and when you get the thing that's really yours, it reminds me of Psalms, um, oh, where is it? 68.19, yeah. yes. It reminds me of Psalm 68.19 that says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. And blessed be the Lord. You know, when Isaac needed it, he gave him what he needed. Even on the journey to the blessing he was setting up. So he doesn't just, it's not just about getting to the end or the destination. It's not just about getting to heaven. There are tremendous blessings to be had here on earth. And daily he gives them to us. The journey shouldn't be treacherous for us. And it shouldn't be dreadful. Because I love spending my moments with the King of Kings. Absolutely. Because it's his presence that makes the journey sweet. Because I think it's interesting. Like if we go back to that passage in Genesis, you know, as Isaac was traveling, you know, with the, uh, his servants, right, with whoever was helping him to dig his wells and with Isaac's herdmen, you hear about the other people, right? The people that dwelt in the Valley of Gerar. You hear about them striving with Isaac's people, but you don't hear about Isaac's people necessarily striving with them, right? They realized that it wasn't the place for them, and they moved on. They didn't, like, have a big fight there. They just moved on because they had peace that the Lord would bring them to the place that they were supposed to be. Right, they believed in his providential care. And the Bible says that we're to live peacefully with all men as it is possible. And I believe that's a beautiful account of that. I also love the account in Deuteronomy 28 uh, where it talks about hearkening to the voice of the Lord. And I know Deuteronomy is like your like, favorite, favorite book in the, in the Bible. So I'm, I'm going to let you take this one. I love it. I do love Deuteronomy, and it may be odd that it's my favorite, but it really is. Um, Maybe I like it so much because it's kind of a review, right? It's where Moses had to review review what was important um, to the Israelites before they got to cross into the promised land for those that hadn't experienced it. Uh, the teacher in me. Okay, so we're in Deuteronomy 28, and I'm going to read 1 through 2. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. I love that passage because it shows such a clear connection between obedience and listening and knowing the word of God and his blessings. There's That's not... There's not just like a correlation there, like if I study, you know, I might be in a place where the Lord's going to bless me. There's, you know, causation there to use some, you know, sciencey words because I like those. You know, it's not just coincidence that we get blessings. 
when we study, right? When we get to know Jesus. Getting to know Jesus causes blessings in our life. And that passage out of Deuteronomy 28 tells us that. And it often just boggles my mind how we read these scriptures. They're plain. This isn't any far-reach interpretation in anything we've spoken about today. And yet we don't hearken. It says, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, these blessings shall come on thee. We really could have just said that one sentence and summed up the entire concept of God. Hearken to the voice of God. Well, I have to say that I am glad that you have taken us on a journey through the Old Testament, and it looks like you have one more thing you'd like to say before we head out. Just before we go, we can't not talk about Matthew 6.33 here. We can't. We, we, we can't skip it because that would be wrong. Matthew 6.33, New Testament here, right? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Again, if we seek, all the things come. There's, there's a effect in seeking God. Amen. Seek and ye shall find. Again, hearken unto the voice of the Lord, and these blessings shall be upon thee. Thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. We hope you will listen Again, and our prayers are with you as we hope our, your prayers are with us. Have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Oh, she
God.